The opinions stated on this podcast do not represent the opinions of the Alestal as a whole. Welcome back to the Last Laughter Hours. I'm your host, like always, as of almost a whole year ago now, managing editor, Gabe Brady. I have two guests in the studio today. I'm Nicole, and I'm the online editor. And I'm Francesca, and I am a reporter. Yeah, it's been it's been quite a semester. This is the last episode of the semester. Um, how has this semester, well, this whole year been for you guys, I guess, since it is May, it's the end now? It's been wild for me because I went from all online first, like the fall semester, mm-hmm. to like entirely in person, almost entirely in person, which was a bit of a, a transition and weird to make that between the two fall and spring semesters. Um, but this spring semester has honestly been super easy. Everyone told me it would be my hardest. I had I took a winter class and then two eight-week courses at the beginning. So now I'm doing like 12 credit hours, smooth sailing. I've got not even a real final. I have an exam that's open note and a paper, and I'm done. Nice. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. um, And, yeah, Francesca, this is your first, like, year of college. Yes, it's the end of my first year. Um, I, I, so I started this job as soon as I started college, actually before I even started college. So not only was I handling being a new college student in the middle of COVID, I was handling being a new college student with a quite a demanding job because I was the only reporter at the time as well. Yes. Um, but now looking back on it, like I stressed a lot and like some of it was good stress. I wanted to do well, but like, man, like the past like eight weeks, I've kind of figured it and I've gotten to a groove and it's so much better now. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. just knowing that like things matter, but things don't matter as much as you expect them to yeah. is a huge breath of relief. I think that's a lot of college is like figuring out what, what matters most in the mm-hmm. sense like what can be put on the back yeah. burner and be like I will deal with that later yeah like priorities and such like I've gotten so much more sleep this semester because sometimes I'll just lay in bed and I'll be like I'll get up in half an hour and I don't and like this morning <laughs> I did that la- I did that last night actually I was like I lay down at like 11 I was so tired and I was like you know what I'll just lay down for like half an hour like I'm pretty tired um I woke up and it was 4 30 and my roommate was asleep in her bed because she had been she was gone before it when I when I went to bed and I was like, I like turned on the light because I thought it was like six. And I was like, you know what? I'll just get up and start my day. It was not. It was 4.30. So I turned off the light and I cleaned up a little bit and I got back into bed. And I was like, it's fine. I'll take a shower tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, it's just kind of, it's just kind of finding that balance. And I definitely have the past few weeks. Um, and so my grades have definitely improved in a couple of my really difficult classes, which I think is what I did not do the first semester well, was mm-hmm. handle work in school. And I healthy way (laughs) it's it's hard to do it definitely takes some some figuring out and i think like nicole said with everything being online at the beginning of the semester and now we're like basically back to normal like it's just such a big shift that was kind of a big thing i wanted to talk about because that was it it feels like a year ago but the Mm -hmm. beginning of this semester we had quite a few articles about you know covid at the time and how you know the university's uh, decisions and responses were kind of changing very quickly uh, we also got a new chancellor in that time. A lot has happened this semester. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Nicole, did you 
I think, Francesca, did you also write something at the beginning of the semester about? I talked to the woman who uh, created a petition Mm -hmm. to have um, just more like flexible options, whether that's um, like a Zoom option for the in-person classes or, you know, just some flexibility for people who weren't comfortable being in a classroom yet. Mm -hmm. So I talked to her and then I talked to other people just like to survey student opinion and um, it was really interesting because it was pretty much only the students who did not want to go back in person that wanted to talk. And I did uh, contact or get into contact with some people who were very supportive of the decision to go back in person, but they didn't want to be recorded. They wanted to be anonymous. Like they didn't want to give an, mm-hmm. a, like a phone interview. And I thought that was kind of interesting because... To me, that's like they're supporting the university's decision. If anything, you'd think it would be the other side of the debate not wanting to be interviewed. Mm-hmm. Right. People, you'd expect people to be more fair, more afraid of retaliation from the administration rather than afraid of like... Public opinion, public I guess. Opinion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, we had a whole cover. I forget which week. I think was that, It was one of the early, early weeks. Yeah, it was whole, for that issue. Yeah the, yeah, the whole cover of the paper was just... When it was all the comments we had on, <laughs> on the Facebook post and, like, from the student pages that we mm-hmm. were all sending in. Yeah, I remember that. I was very much pro, like, being online, and especially for those first few weeks of Omicron. I had just traveled overseas, and my I've got immunopressants my family I've got medical history my family so I was very much like I was like I have seen this firsthand I have seen my dad work 14 hour days so far Mm -hmm. and so but my like a couple of my friends my roommates were like not so opposed and I was like not so much my roommate but like a couple of my friends were like well we should just go back in person like we're all healthy 18 year olds and I was like that is a very broad description to make because not all of us are healthy 18 year olds Yeah. yeah I was like some of you aren't vaccinated, <laughs> and I know you look healthy, but we don't know what Omicron's doing yet. And luckily, it turned out to be a pretty mild case, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It, it's definitely, what am I trying to say? With, uh, like, I was in a weird position. I didn't know what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. And I still don't quite know which I want, because, like, obviously, things are a lot better now. I've, as managing editor, i Make I don't make the COVID graphic. I send all the information to our graphics person, Kirsten. Kirsten rocks. Uh, but like the actual graphic itself, I have to calculate like the positivity rate mm-hmm. every week. And for the last month, it's been less than one percent. Yeah, bouncing around. It's just went up to like one and a half percent. Yeah, but I don't think it's going up any more. I think it's mm-hmm. just because it's just been slightly fluctuating. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. Part of me is like, I wanted to be safe at the beginning of the semester, but also part of me, I, my grades really suffered when I was online. Like, mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah. and I'm sure there's people out there who are like, well, that means you're lazy and you don't want to do anything. That might be what it is. <laughs> like, I will work myself off, like, to do any class stuff if it's in person. It's so easy for me. Not easy, but I will do it. I and feel it's like so hard oh, to do sorry. <laughs> um, for me, it was like okay, I could go to like two or three classes in a day, and not have homework. But when you're having to watch the lectures yourself and like do all that on your own time, it feels like five or six hours of homework a day. Yeah, and that was what was really hard for me. But then also the transition out of that has been difficult, like mentally, because my boyfriend has like 
health issues that put him at high risk. Mm-hmm. So for the past like year and a half, I've had this like just ingrained into me like I have to be super careful, can't get him sick. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I don't know, what do I do now? No, yeah, I'm with you because my mom is in the same, my mom's in the same position. And so for two years, I have done everything correct. I got like, I actually got my vaccine very early because there was extra ones at our local hospital. And my dad was like, hey, they're going to go to waste. You guys can get mm-hmm. in here and get them. You're old enough. Like, let's get you guys because you not only like have a medical parent, you have a immunopressant parent. I was like, we're like perfect. Yeah. So I've been vaccinated for a little bit longer than most. I was 16 at the time, most 16, 17 year olds. Um, and so now to like not be wearing a mask and like walking around the muck and like going to go get food seems like I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially like everyone's kind of gotten like a little bit sick this pack- past week just with the nonvirus, which is like just a common cold. And like, I don't know, to me, it's just like, I feel like I'm doing something wrong because I did, I did everything I was told for two years. Mm-hmm. And now that everything's like, it's lifted. I'm like, this, it, it didn't well end well in other countries, mm-hmm. but I don't know. There's some data that we may see a spike back in the fall when everyone goes back to school um, and mask. My dad, who is a medical professional, he's like, mm, you may see mask implements back in the fall because like Britain has a huge increase increase in cases at the moment. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that is going to happen in the U.S. in the fall, just the way that disease works. It's going to. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a weird transition to go from like completely online to completely in person mm-hmm. and literally it was a weak decision i'm yeah. pretty sure yeah, yeah. that was... was so from, because i wrote that article i attended the zoom meeting that was um uh our chancellor at the time uh uh chancellor pembroke and you know medical professionals who work at the university and mm-hmm. the siu system and stuff and like in that zoom meeting the general consensus was like we're going to say masks for sure until they, they they said that first week we were fully online as well. They decided that very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, we're going back in person, but masks mandatory. And then uh, when the new chancellor, Chancellor Minor, when he takes over at that meeting, they said he may change some of the stuff. He yeah. may, you know, we're going to let him see how he feels. And at first, Chancellor Minor said, yeah, I'll take probably a week or two and then assess the situation and then change the rules if mm-hmm. I need them to. But then he was very quickly after that, like, actually... Like, we can get rid of masks pretty quickly after. And I think that was because instinctively everyone was so used to it being a really bad situation with COVID here. Uh, and it is in a lot of other parts of the country. But, like, looking at our stats specifically right here, it wasn't that bad at the time. No, and even though know. we're a commuter campus, we're also very isolated. Yes. Which is a weird... Very strange setup. It's a very strange setup, and it's a weird thing to tell our people of, like... Yeah, no, my university, I feel very safe because mm-hmm. not only, like, like we're po- COVID protocol is really good, but there's a large portion of the population always getting tested. And of that portion, we are able to see those numbers. And we don't really have, besides, like, commuter students, like, we're also very isolated because, like, we feel isolated from town. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, we're not isolated, but it feels like it. And, mm-hmm. like, there's not a ton of COVID coming in from the outside. It's kind of spread among students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's strange. It's also like I I don't know if either of you have done this, but the the like COVID testing stuff they have. Mm-hmm. I know they made it mandatory everyone get tested for a little while at the beginning of the semester as well. But um, 
I've like taken advantage of that since then occasionally if I'm like yeah. feeling weird and I just get it. Yeah, like I got I, it after a trip up to Chicago actually. Mm-hmm. When I got back from the yeah, convention I got tested. I should have done that, but I didn't. I mean I was fine when I got back. So okay, yeah. Um I actually will probably get tested before I go home just yeah. to make sure that my family is safe. The, the same link, and this is for anyone listening to this, it may be changed by the time this goes out, but most likely the same link that they sent you for, you know, mandatorily getting tested at the beginning of the semester, you can just reuse it, use the same login stuff, get back in, and just schedule another test, mm-hmm. like, now. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely good. And the, the, the they get the answer back really fast. Yeah. I've had... The, the, this is less of, like, a serious question, but, like, have you guys gotten, like... So you've done, I've done like the spit test and I've done like the nose test. Mm-hmm. I've never done the, isn't there like a cheek swab or something like that? Yes, I did those when I traveled this okay. uh, this Christmas um, because you had to do, I, I did a COVID test before I went home and then you had to do a COVID test three days before your departure and then when you arrived in England you had to do a COVID test within 24 hours and then another COVID test within 36 or within 48 hours. So right. I did a four or five COVID tests within a week or so. Mm-hmm. Um and I did the spit test, I did the nose swab, I did, and then I did the cheek swab as well. So I wow. did all three. Um, they were fairly accurate. They all came back negative. They were all the exact same yeah. from the highest ranked one to the simply at home test. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It was pretty, I just, I like technology and like Western medicine's not perfect, but uh, I love Western medicine as well. Mm-hmm. I'm all for herby things, but... Give me insulin. Give me penicillin. Real, real, yeah. yeah, yeah. When I um, when I was still a reporter up until when I was like probably opinion editor, I think was when I stopped working there. I was a dishwasher retirement home, like part time, also making money. Uh, and how? Sorry. How? How did you work that? How did you be a reporter so and another side job? Dishwashing at the retirement home was like a three hour shift. Okay. Three or four nights a week. So I would just be yeah from like. Four to seven, I can't take anything that day. Okay. But like after that, I just now that I don't want to go off about that retirement home. It was not <laughs> a great place. Uh, my great grandmother lives there, and I was like super concerned for her when I started working. So I was like, this place is awful. Uh, but regardless, um, my the the while I was working there, the rule they had in place was if someone tests positive, every employee, every resident has to get tested. And we keep doing that until we stop finding new tests. So I got so many tests there. It made me so concerned because I was like, there's more people getting positives each time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But because of that, I used to remember, I think I've had over the course of the pandemic, like 10 COVID tests put total all negative. And I'm like, very proud of that. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah. I've, I haven't, I've had, I haven't, I didn't have that many for about a year and a half, like Mm -hmm. 2020 to 20, like the half of 2021. Um, because I just didn't leave my house very much. Like yeah. I went to school, but I sat in the back of the classroom. I wore masks. Sometimes I was double masked because I literally went to school mm-hmm. in the worst place possible. It's fine. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, none of us tested positive during that. And we would have known my mom would have gotten really sick and this was before vaccines as well. So we were all very, very thankful. Yeah. But yeah. I believe my, I, I do was... have to say, I traveled overseas and still didn't get it. So, yeah. like, I went shout to out... Branson, Missouri, and oh, didn't get yeah. it. Like, shout Branson. out to like masks and vaccines and hand sanitizer yeah. because if I can go through Heathrow and the underground tube without getting COVID mm-hmm. for a week and a half, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, I don't even a know lot of panic about. attacks about if we were doing the right thing for that trip. Oh yeah, but it's, it's always hadn't seen scary. family in three years, so we're like, mm, we're gonna we're gonna try and risk it. It's always super scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we also mentioned in there um, the you know community response to the university's discussion of that, and like speaking of the community's response to the administration in general, uh, another thing I wanted to talk about this semester is that there have been, at least in my three or four years here at the university, and I think Nicole, you've been here as long as I have, mm -hmm. like things have been popping off way more. There have been way more protests. There's been way more people like. <laughs> speaking out and like and i think that's because no one was here for years and now we're all back and people are angry and that yeah, makes sense people yeah. have a lot on their minds and i think i'm trying i was trying to go through before the episode every protest right oh gosh so there was uh are we doing whole year or just this semester i was just doing this semester okay 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 so was van hook this semester well that was last semester last. it was technically last semester but arlan van hook spoke at the Black Unity Council protest this yes. semester yeah. and led them into Rendleman Hall, which yes. was one of the craziest things I've covered, being <laughs> in that crowd marching into Rendleman yeah. Hall. I was like, wow, this is like... Yeah, that was a crazy story as well, that it ended up being a hoax, they think, and... Yes, the, the, I, 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 the, there was multiple different racism investigations. Yeah. There's still an ongoing federal racism investigation. That was I the covered. Van Hook, correct? The racism yes. was the federal uh, one. Arlan Van Hook yeah. filed a complaint with the federal government and they believed the complaint was substantial so they ca are carrying out a current okay. civil rights investigation of the university. Wild. Yes. Um, uh, there's There was that. There was recently the advisor protest. Yeah. The academic mm -hmm. advisors were on protest in the quad. Was has the in international students protested the cost of um, health insurance yet? That was one. I think I, it would have been very. I don't know if it happened. I don't know either. There was also. Um, that was that was one that was going to occur. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was also there there was and regardless of protests that did happen, there were a lot that were discussed. Also, yeah. there was yeah. a lot of lot of people. There was one on the quad for the war in Ukraine. I remember people protesting. Yeah. yeah. Happening and, I don't. I don't know if I think. Rally is a better word than yeah. protest, Rally, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't like pro, like yeah, like Russia sucks. I will go on record and say <laughs> I'm not a fan of Russia. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was pretty cool to see because we don't have a huge, we do have a decent sized Ukrainian population mm -hmm. in St. Louis, but not a huge one at the university. Mm -hmm. I've looked at some numbers. Yeah. So it was just kind of cool to see students come together and be like the. Four or five students we do have out of thirteen thousand. Like we listen, we care about you enough yeah. to like mm -hmm. make sure that you mm -hmm. are known that we care. So um, uh, on on the topic of protests, yes, though, yes. Can we talk about Pastor Tom being driven off? Oh my campus? god! I was about I to say that. that I was about back. to say that was like as well as protests and rallies and people fighting for things. Also, Pastor Tom Rayborn reappeared on campus. I don't. Was it? Can we confirm that it was him? It was a pastor. Who had the same gear and was doing the same I think, discussion that he was doing? I think so. But it looked I, so see, different to him. I didn't know, but I've seen, I like that satire news page also made a joke about it as well as like Pastor Thomas back with a new haircut. What is there? It's S I U E Bulletin. S I U E yeah. Bulletin. Also, shout out S I U E Bulletin. <laughs> um, huge fan Instagram of you. <laughs> hilarious Instagram account. Uh, love what they're doing there. Yeah, amazing. But um, yeah, I don't know if it was pa I don't know if we can say it was Tom Rayburn because we did not talk to him. But I did a story with him when I was a freshman reporter, and he he looked diff he looked different than the guy who was there. Yeah. But I didn't get a good look at the guy who was there this semester. I think he just had a haircut. I think he might have just yeah cleaned yeah, up. Yeah, that's what I thought. I see. I never knew him prior, but it was mm -hmm. there was probably three hundred, four hundred students on the quad. 
yes. listening, and there was a couple yelling back, and I was like, wow, this is a bad situation. No one is in the right here. No one at all. Um, uh, before Alex, maybe what? No, before Alex worked here as a reporter, like they were protesting yes. him in that first, <laughs> before I guess Francesca was here, uh, and maybe some of the listeners were here. Uh, there was like a big organized protest when he was like just start not starting out because he'd been here for a while as I understand it but um I believe it was like it must have been like 2019 before the pandemic hit uh when he would you know like usual like he had been forever come to campus on Wednesdays or whatever day and do his spiel uh and I don't know if it was the Gay Straight Alliance Alex will probably correct me and send me a <laughs> Discord message and they listen back and be like hey it was actually uh or no you were right uh, but regardless. Yeah. Alex and a few other people were like, you know, out there protesting him. There were a lot of people who have had issues with him. I have issues with him, but you know, he yeah, no, I... and he was on. He was he wasn't allowed to come to campus because they had rules with the pandemic. But I guess those rules have lightened enough, and he was back. He was, but he hasn't been back. I've yeah. always I'm always on the quad around that time on Wednesdays and Thursdays anyway, and so I always keep an eye out and an ear out for it. And he hasn't been back, so I don't know if he was told like, don't come back, dude. Or like the like or like, hey, we're still under those pandemic restrictions. Yeah, maybe. And so I don't know. It'll be. It was interesting. It was. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was my first time ever really like seeing something like that, yeah. and I was like, dude, 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 stop! You're making Christians look bad. We are not like that. Mm-mm. Stop, please. Stop. I um I corrected him about a Bible story one time. <laughs> nice. Because I, I was walking by that. and he was talking about when Jesus was on the cross and the Roman soldier stabbed him with a sword and put and I was like, wasn't it a spear? That's a spear. <laughs> he just yeah. kept walking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I tried to listen in when or I tried to when he was here a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, somebody you, you like walked past me, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody asked him, he they said like, Oh, but you hate gays and he goes, No, I love the gays. I just hate what they do. And then at one oh point he God. got into white supremacy at, and then like Jesus was a Jew and I was like, dude, yeah. where are and you what? Then he was all over the place because then he started talking about premarital sex. And yes. in the same breath, yes. in the same three or four sentences, he started making some kind of analogy or comparison to Santa Claus. And I was yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no. I He like started to compare it to like. Yeah. And he was mainly talking. I don't know. It felt mainly like he was talking to the guys, but then using women as objects to like talk to the guys. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Dude, no! You're a- <laughs> so many levels. <laughs> Please stop. Please stop making us all uncomfortable. All of us." In the coming semesters, he may or may not return. Who knows? <laughs> it surely would be another story if we did, because he has not been here for quite a while. He had that appearance this semester and was removed. Um, I think, from what I remember, the issue a lot of people had with him was that. By and large, he was saying those, like, you know, very positive Christian things. Yeah. God of love. But as soon as, you know, a student with a hijab walked by or, you know, two male students holding hands or something, you know, someone with a trans pride pin or something. Yeah. That's when he would, like, turn on the yes. not cool switch. And it's sudden, like a manipulation like, tactic. Yeah. He, like, like, oh, I'm about love and peace. And then they do it to, like, and, yeah. and he you. And he wanted to argue. Mm-hmm. You could tell, like... No one says those things unless they're looking to get into a fight or get into an argument. Yeah. Like, that's just, it's just not the, the way the human brain works. You, your brain knows that certain things are going to elicit certain responses. Well, mm-hmm. and like, if he was truly trying to, like, 
spread, you know, Jesus and all of that to others. It would be sit down one on one, small conversations. Yeah. It would mm-hmm. not be standing in the middle of a public place with a megaphone. Yeah. Because what is that going to do? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That 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 doesn't work. I wasn't sure about Christianity, but I heard a guy yelling in the middle of a park one time, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I became a born again that day. Yeah, no, that doesn't. That's not. Yeah. No. Um, we we could probably make a whole, whole series of episodes on him and his <laughs> speech. Uh, we. I wish I had recorded it, but like I was like late for class that day, and there was so much noise on the quad mm-hmm. anyway that I it would have been a jumble, but. I like was trying to explain it to my friends later, and I was like, "Well, at one point he said this, and then this, and then started talking about white supremacy, and then how Jesus was a Jew, which like is correct, like that's historically correct." Yeah. But like, like, and then like talking about how these people are going to hell, but like, no one like don't judge anyone. And I'm like, "What are you saying?" Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It didn't make sense in my head. I was like, "I don't know what you're doing, sir." Yeah. Um. That's. Uh, we will see in the coming semesters if he has a return, uh, and we'll see what else happens at the university in the coming semesters. A lot of stuff will happen. Uh, our editor-in-chief, Alex, who has been editor-in-chief for a year and a semester, I think, right? Yes. That's they were, yeah, they yeah. were editor-in-chief before I got here. I think it was a year and a semester. That sounds yeah. correct to me. Um, they're graduating, so good luck to them. Uh no clue what we're going to do after that. We will see. <laughs> we'll I'm honestly out. terrified. They're all I've ever known <laughs> as yes. leadership. I mean, we have great candidates, but like, so scared. <laughs> yeah, it, Alex it's, has kept us, gotten us through a lot, I'll say. Yes, Alex, uh, Alex, as well as the previous editor-in-chief, Maddie, uh, they both pulled us through the pandemic very well. Yeah. Um, and I think, who knows what's in store next? <laughs> there have been quite a few protests and there surely will be a few more. There will be a lot to do. And I'm sure we're going to be A-OK. Uh, and best wishes to Alex and anyone else graduating out there uh, in the world. Yeah. Um, couple little quick housekeeping thing. Uh, I've mentioned this on the last few episodes. We have a TikTok. Nicole got it together. Yeah. We've got some stuff on there. Are there any new videos? Yeah, well, so I did the news bite last week. Um, okay. I'm starting a new little experiment, shall we say. Recurring thing? Yeah. Where um, I'm going to start doing each story as its own TikTok. Okay. So that people will be able to select the ones they want to check out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you're not sitting through a two to three minute news bite waiting to hear what comes next. Mm-hmm. You know, people like, you know, they, they want to know what to expect when they're like seeking out content. Yeah. And so hopefully this will... You know, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that red flags in the <laughs> newsroom. That's like my mm-hmm. favorite one I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it's it was a good intro. I'm excited to get that going more in the next semester. It's at the Alestal on TikTok. Check it out. Um, we need to make a news bite for next week, too, I just realized. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to move on to kind of obsessions. Not really. Normally, we'd end the show with a discussion of, you know, something that's getting you through the semester, through the year, through the month, something that's helping you. Uh, but I kind of want, since it's the end of the semester, and this was kind of Nicole and Francesca's idea more than mine, so I'm going to give it to them, <laughs> but uh, to talk about a story you did this semester, and if you can't think of one, maybe go back further, uh, that is just something you're really proud of, something you're really happy with, something that turned out well. So do either of you have stories in mind? I really enjoyed covering drag trivia last week. It was mm. a fundraiser for Safe Zone Scholarship. 
Um, and it was emceed by a drag queen who also performed. And I literally got like choked up because, well, one, I interviewed a guy in the audience. I was like, oh, you know, why'd you come out tonight? And he was like, well, you know, my, my daughter identifies as a lesbian and I'm, I'm trying to learn. And I know mm. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> 40 year old nice. white guy is going to make me cry. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, then the drag queen performed You Are Not Alone from Into the Woods at the end of the night, <laughs> which she said her and her grandmother used to sing to each other. Aww. Her grandmother like got her out of foster care and they would sing that song to each other when they were like having a bad day Jeez. and it was supposed to be like a reminder to queer youth who feel alone. And I was like, gosh, chills. <laughs> yeah, that was it's heavy. Yeah, that's, that's so a really cool. Story. Yeah. Uh, do you know how much money they ended up raising no i know um they did a raffle i can't remember if the person donated it back or not and that was a couple hundred okay um the admission price which was like five dollars a ticket mm -hmm. went to the fund or uh, scholarship and there were quite a few people there and then there were also just boxes out collecting donations okay so i would imagine they got quite a bit that's good mm -hmm. yeah okay I, yeah i wish i could have been there i was not it but was all betty white like at least half the questions were about betty white <laughs> yeah I know there's, have either of you, I guess Francesca couldn't have been because she's not old enough. Uh, Nicole, have you been to the only gay bar I know of in the area? Um, no, I went to one, Bubba and Sissies. Bubba's and Sissies, I may be yeah. going there soon. Yes, I've been dying to go there. So I <laughs> want to go there a lot. My dad uh, is a musician. I mean, he's an elementary teacher, but he likes playing music in his free time. Uh, and he's been like, he would do it like every few months. But like for some reason, the last like month... He's been doing like tons of them and he's even gotten like owners of bars calling him and being like, hey, can you like be like the person who comes and plays for a night? And like he, I was joking with him. He's doing like a tour of like Edwardsville and Alton because <laughs> like he was at uh, he was at Recess Brewery a few weeks ago. Okay. Uh, he played at Stagger Inn. Mm -hmm. He's playing at Bubby's and Sissy's in a few weeks and he's really excited. <laughs> he um he when I came out to my parents' by, uh, they got me a sweatshirt from Bubby's and Sissy's. And part of me was like, that's sweet. And the other part of me was like, I've never been there. Why? You, why I have no connection. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm planning on going to see my dad play at Bobby's and Sissy's in a few weeks. So that'll be that'll be fun. Um, he was like, I'm not really changing my set from what I normally do, but I am playing uh, Borderline by Madonna, which I haven't played before. <laughs> so that'll be fun. He, he's, he's got a good thing working out. But yeah, uh, that was a really nice story. I read it, the drag queen one. I wish I could have been there. Okay. Yeah, Francesca. So mine. I have two, actually. Um, so one from much earlier in the semester is I covered a club called Tandem. Um, and it's really cool. So it's a place where both international and American students can meet. And what it's meant to do is help students work on languages. So international students can work on their English. American students can work on their Spanish or really whatever language they're trying to learn. Um, we have a couple of students from India, a couple from Bangladesh, a couple from China, um, a couple from Mexico, a couple from Spain. And there's there's a, just one or two American students. It's me and a couple other kids. Mm -hmm. Um I love it. I loved it so much that after I did the story and I took the pictures, I joined the club. Um, and it's like one of my favorite things that I've done since I've come to college. Um, it's really cool because it's like one of the other kids, he grew up in Cambodia as a missionary's kid. And so he speaks like 
Cambodian and English, and he's trying to learn Vietnamese. And so, but he also really helps the other kids with their English because there's we don't have a ton of Vietnamese Cambodian students. Yeah. Um, and like our our grad student, who's our like instructor, our leader, she speaks Spanish, so that we always have we have quite a few number of Spanish speaking students. So it's mm-hmm. great for students trying to work in Spanish. Um, I just really love it because I. My mom is English. I spent some time in Australia as a kid. So not only am I the child of an immigrant, I was an immigrant myself. Yeah. And so it's really awesome that I get to share these stories with people who like really want to know because like they want to share about their homeland. I want to mm-hmm. share about like my heritage and like where I've lived. And it's kind of hard to do an everyday conversation without like bragging like, haha, I've lived in these places. <laughs> I've been from these places. Yeah. yeah, I've been from these places. I have this heritage. I've been privileged enough to travel this much. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's just really awesome, and like everyone there is like just really great, and I love it so much. Um, I love tandem. Like I, <laughs> I run their social media now. I just, oh, wow. I just kind of like threw myself into it because I love learning about other cultures, and I love that these people are so excited to share, and that they are so excited to mm-hmm. listen as well. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And then my most recent story that I really enjoyed was I covered Rent, and I watched that two nights actually. I covered mm. it. Um, I did my interviews and like my story um, Tuesday night before the uh, a week before they opened. So there was like set wasn't up, no costumes were on or anything, um, and you could really like see how excited they were. And then I went back the night before they opened, um, and I photographed it as well. And those photos were pretty good. I really have trouble photographing in the dark, um, <laughs> but those actors were absolutely incredible i don't mm-hmm. know if either of you got to see it i saw it saturday night ridiculous to, incredible. I didn't get a chance to yeah. like 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 chilling like chilling like i have to shout out the girl who played mimi yeah. oh my god out tonight was yes goosebumps the girl who played Mimi and the guy who played angel yes holy cow the, the dances that angel was doing yeah. and the heels yeah no um i talked to him actually his name is max ludwig max ludwig yeah. yes um i talked to him quite a bit actually as part of my interview and he was telling me that he practiced in stilettos so that by the time he moved to chunky oh. heels he'd be good at it wow. like and i was uh, like swinging with 10 bats. dude yeah. what are you doing yeah. yeah he's he's a pretty incredible person outside of the show as well mm-hmm. um he does like cello he has like two majors and wow. like med- med- and some sort of engineering i'm pretty sure in wow. language and i don't know one of those really incredible people that i'm like wow you're really annoying because you're so good at everything yeah. cello like ridiculously good at cello as well I, so there's I might, a cello concert tonight i'm going to that but. i might have to look into it because this uh, did he is max ludwig a junior at si yes i might so there was a cello camp called celebration <laughs> uh for high schooler cello students in the area did he tell you his hometown is he from near-ish he's from missouri yeah i think so okay so there was like a cello camp where if, you know, in high school, if you were a cellist, like in the area playing high school cello, you could go to here, like for a little like okay. week camp, a couple days of the week, yeah. play cello together. And I remember a guy named Max who was really good. Yeah. like <laughs> That might be the same Max. That's like crazy. he's like, he's first cello now. Like they have a yeah. concert tonight that I'm gonna he, play he was, going to play with. He was a homie. If that's the same yeah. Max I'm thinking of, then yeah, that's crazy. And, but yeah, the... Max, and then I cannot remember the girl who played Mimi. What was her name? Would it have been in the story? I can check. No, I didn't interview her. Um, But it was just a really cool thing to watch. Um, Because there was, it was mostly students, but there was a faculty member who's part of the um, 
queer faculty and staff association? No, not her. Not that. Um, it's the it's the theater group that like oh. does the teaching through like theater performances. I apologize. Um, <laughs> um, I cannot remember what it was, but she was really cool, and I talked to her for a bit. Um, I could not even pick her out from the students. Like I like completely didn't realize <laughs> that it was a faculty member. Um, but the actual just production itself was so well done, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like. I have a photo that I wish we had published of the end shot where they're all smiling. And mm-hmm. I actually ended up sending it to one of the cast members because I, I was like, you know, like it's my photo. I took it. Yeah. And so yeah. it and like you could tell how happy they were, especially because it was like the night before they opened and they had just nailed the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sent it to them and I was like, good luck, guys. Or like break a leg, guys. Like that was ridiculously mm-hmm. impressive for a university performance with students who are in class yeah, couple hours a day. It was like a professional production. It was. It was. I've seen some theater shows this show, and they're all really good, but I remember, I just watched it, Whoa. and I was you like. You could, like, feel the wow. love that they put yes, into it. Yes, it was. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't I didn't end up seeing it in person, because um, I, I had my family down that weekend. But it was just, like, one of those things of, like, this is ridiculously cool. Yeah. I, I really wish I could have gone see it. I do want, in my last semester, which is coming up, I want to go see more theater stuff. Because I've heard they do well. And they like, do. Like, and, I, I and like shows. It's free like with your SIUE ID. Is it free? Yeah. I don't know if it was totally free. That's crazy. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm definitely going to go oh, see yeah. something. It's awesome. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. I, I I love that students are thing free for students, but also, like... I love this job as well because I've gotten introduced to so many so things. So many interesting people. Like Tandem. Tandem, yeah. I would never have joined. And now it's like one of my favorite things in the entire world. Um, but yeah, so many interesting people and so many interesting things. And I just, I really do, as much as this job stresses me out because it's <laughs> it's journalism. Like yeah. that's a nature of it. It, it has been a wonderful way to jump into college mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. be like, okay, I think I can survive this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything like this for you, Nicole. I know you said tandem, Francesca, but for me, like, I was never, I was, I talk about this all the time, too. I wasn't a sports guy at all. And then freshman year, like, they were like, I think someone got sick, like a reporter was sick. And they're like, we need someone to go to this basketball game. And I was like, fine, like, I'll just do a quick little sports coverage. And I went and I was like, oh, I like basketball. Basketball's fun. Like, <laughs> yeah. I could cover Oh, that's me with this. soccer now. Is yeah. I'm so excited for soccer yeah. season to start back up. I love soccer. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping I didn't actually get to meet anyone in person last year because it was still COVID. Yeah. Um. And they were they were catching up on all their games, so they were doing a lot. And so I'm kind of this semester hoping, or this coming semester, that if I cover soccer games, I can get on the field and talk to people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no soccer and tandem, two things I never thought I would join, and I <laughs> am now obsessed with both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my article from the last semester, I had to double check to make sure it was this semester because I have covered like so much stuff this semester yeah. that is so like yeah, so you, I, I think i had two maybe three like over 900 word articles mm-hmm. over a thousand word there was the art therapy oh. complaint which i didn't even discuss when we were talking about mm-hmm. protests because oh, it wasn't man. a physical protest yeah more of an art you want to see some interesting comments go to the comments section yes. on our website for that article yeah um yeah i also the federal investigation article i've done like a lot of heavy, hard-hitting stuff that mm-hmm. I'm really proud of. Yeah. But I think if I want to talk about one that was, like, my favorite to, like, do personally, it was the article about uh, Arthur Tawada, who was an alumni from SIUE, um, and he had passed away recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, at Jacoby Arts Center in Alton, 
he they had done like a final exhibition for all of his like you know stuff they had had over the years because he helped build that place up he like helped when it was starting um i wanted to take that story because he when he was at siue going to college my granddad was also and they both were studying art and like friends and like knew each other and like people in the area have like bought stuff from tawada and like have it but like my granddad had like gifts that tawada like hey jack i made this for you like it's just his and it's like really sweet and like doing that article like tugged at my heartstrings because i like interviewed his uh i believe it was his niece who was like the executor of her of the estate and like was working with the art institute not an art institute art center in alton um there were like students in anthropology here at the university whose job they they were like interning at jacoby to go through all of Tawada's like thousands of pieces because he was really prolific and just like categorize it and be like okay this is made of this this is from this period of his time this is what it looks like and like there's really sweet stories of them like looking at stuff and being like okay this is like a giant teapot he made for some reason oh there's a face in here I didn't even notice it's just like a <laughs> smiling face he put in the back it's like a hidden little fun thing um, and there was a quote from his niece who was like yeah like he had a really nice sense of humor and like you can see it in his art but along with the sense of humor in his art and the part that really tugged at my heartstrings was that uh, when he was a kid, he was in a Japanese internment camp because he was, you know, Japanese-American in the 1940s and he was like just a kid. And he had never really thought he was making art about that until one time he went back to Manzanar, which is the camp that he was in as a kid and like had brought some of his pots and set it down and like the color palette was the exact same as the sand. Oh my gosh. And it wasn't like an intentional thing he was doing in the forefront of his mind. He had just been subconsciously doing it his whole life. Um, uh, and the first photo on the website, which is from his Black Wall series, was the, what he described as his first uh, first exhibit that was consciously made about that, like mm -hmm. focused on that time and just about his memories because like his, his father was separated and put in a different camp and passed away there. Mm. And he just didn't see his father again ever and like it was just this really really heavy story but it was like really sweet because you know the people at Jacoby who were helping put it together knew him and were really happy to know him and they all had these nice stories his niece had all these nice stories all the anthropology students working like to categorize his stuff had these sweet stories and it was just a really like a really good story to cover like when I cover something hard-hitting like the protests and stuff like I feel like I'm making a change but also <laughs> with these I feel like I'm making like change as well in a different mm -hmm. way i don't know and i think that's what this is all about yeah i don't know <laughs> no i get that like not to get cheesy but you know no i've always said that like sometimes it feels like no one reads what we do unless we cover like a protest and we get comments on them mm -hmm. but my thing was always like if just one person reads it the 16 hours of work and mind power and like <laughs> exhaustion i put into this is going to be worth it mm -hmm. and i sometimes i fall back on like why aren't more people like know that we even have a newspaper mm -hmm. at school and like i think it's like it's not for everyone like as long as one person can get something out of it even in, sometimes maybe it's just myself mm -hmm. like i think that's really cool mm -hmm. also do you have a thing like tandem or soccer oh yeah um i have um a person who i will never forget which was eugene redmond who <laughs> was a personal friend of maya angelo Oh wow! And he wow. was by far the most interesting person I've ever talked to. That's he has a room named after him in the library. He has his own wiki. He's amazing. Um, That's yeah. so cool. Anyway, I talked to him for like two hours probably. <laughs> wow. And uh, yeah, I will always think back to that for sure. As like a big moment where you're like, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I'm also one person away from knowing my Angelo now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now you've, you've got one degree of separation. Oh, yeah, that's 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 wicked cool. Yeah. I, I think it's always good to have like that one thing that you did where you're like, just it just blew you away. Yeah. Like that time I was interviewing someone for the Ninny and Edwards stuff when I was like just starting out as a reporter in my first few years. And they were like, oh, yeah, you're the guy on the Wikipedia page. And I was like, wait, what? And then I, after the interview, I, and if you still do it now, you could find it out. <laughs> if you go to Ninian Edwards, who was a territorial governor of Illinois from the area, um, look at his Wikipedia page. One of the sources cited is the article I wrote because it's proof of the protest. Because they're like, protests have been made because of the statue of him and blah, 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 and the controversy section. And like the citation is the article I wrote. <laughs> That's and I'm like, so cool. <laughs> whoa, I'm a, I'm a Wikipedia cited source. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, and a uh, fun fact about Eugene Redmond. He was the first black editor in chief of the Illustral. Oh, what? Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. amazing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. There, there's tons of really interesting stuff in there. Um, gosh, if you're interested in any of the things we've talked about, I will go back and find the Eugene Redmond one and put it in the description of this one or have M do that. Thank you, M. Uh, <laughs> uh, like I've always said, want to read any of these, check the description or go to our website, alestallive.com. You can read all of them and more, um, and more in the future as well, of course. And um, check out our SIUE survival guide, yes. which is ridiculously long. <laughs> well, I don't know when that prints, but the Monday this comes out, the day after this, you know, Tuesday, mm -hmm. is the graduation issue, so yep. you can pick that up and there will be tons of you know, good good stuff there for the graduates. And then a few weeks after that, we should have the survival guide, which is for anyone who wants to know what's going on on campus in the area. Feel free to pick it up. It's going to be giant. Um, but, yeah, um, we will see you guys after probably a real quick short hiatus as the semester comes to a close. Uh, thank you again. <laughs>